CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by Kraken. It's Tuesday, August 1st, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. George Kalut is here again for your daily news roundup. On today's show, we're talking Bitcoin, the latest headlines, and more. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide financial advice. Bitcoin started August on a bad foot, adding to July's 4% loss. BTC has dropped to as low as $28,800, its weakest level since mid-June. Altcoins took a larger hit today, with Solana falling 5% and Optimism falling 8%. The broader Coindesk Market Index, the CMI, is down 1.9%. Meanwhile, Ether's six-month call put skew, which gauges the spread between implied volatilities for call and put options expiring in 180 days, slipped to negative 0.91, the lowest level since June 15th. This bearish skew puts numbers to what we're all feeling in the market, that things don't feel great. Elsewhere, Justin Sun, the founder of Tron Blockchain, stepped in to support the Curve Finance CRV token price in a move that could protect a massive loan tied to the decentralized exchange's founder from being liquidated. Blockchain data from Tuesday shows Sun purchased about 5 million CRV tokens from a wallet tagged Curve.fi founder at an average price of 40 cents in an over-the-counter transaction. While Sun paid well below CRV's 59 cent trading price, it is more than the 37 cent price level at which the founder's loan could be liquidated. As we discussed yesterday, Curve Finance suffered an exploit Sunday that drove down the price of the CRV token. Today's crypto market coverage comes courtesy of Coindesk Markets analyst Lola Ledesma and Amkar Gurbole. Bitcoin is currently trading at $28,887, while Ether is trading at $1,833 per token, according to the Coindesk Market Index. And shifting to the traditional markets. In the US, the Dow Industrial Average is up 0.5%, the S&P 500 is down 0.3%, and the Nasdaq Composite lost 0.6%. In Europe, the regional stocks 600 fell 0.8%, London's FTSE 100 decreased 0.4%, and Germany's DAX dropped 1.2%. In Asia, Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index lost 0.3%, the Shanghai Composite is flat, and Japan's Nikkei 225 increased 0.9%. In commodities markets, Brent crude, the international benchmark for oil, lost 0.4%, trading at $84.79 per barrel. Gold is down 0.9%, trading hands at $1,983 per troy ounce. 
And First Republic Bank, our regional banking crisis indicator is down 6%, trading at $0.32 per share. Today's traditional market coverage draws from MarketWatch. Stay tuned for after the break when we'll take a look at some headlines. Back in a minute. Meet the all-new Kraken Pro, the powerful, customizable, beautiful way to trade crypto. It's Kraken's most powerful trading platform ever, packed with trading features like advanced order management and analytics tools, all in a redesigned, modular trading interface. So head to pro.kraken.com and trade like a pro. Not investment advice. Some crypto products and markets are unregulated. The unpredictable nature of the crypto assets market can lead to loss of funds and profits, may be subject to capital gains tax. Welcome back. For our first headline, Tether reports $3.3 billion in excess reserves in Q2, up $850 million for the quarter. According to its second quarter attestation on Monday, Tether, the issuer of the USDT stablecoin, held $3.3 billion in reserve assets in excess to back the value of its stablecoins. The attestation disclosed about $72.5 billion of exposure to U.S. treasuries, which includes direct T-bill investments, repurchase agreements, and deposits in money market funds. The company's Bitcoin holdings as of June 30th increased in dollar value to $1.67 billion from $1.5 billion three months earlier. Tether also said its operational profits exceeded an eye-watering $1 billion for the second quarter. Similarly, in May, the firm reported $1.45 billion in net profit for the first quarter. Tether is the issuer behind the $83 billion stablecoin USDT, the biggest stablecoin in the market. USDT is a key piece of the crypto ecosystem facilitating trade and asset transfers. On its face, its business is quite lucrative due to rising U.S. government bond yields as interest rates go up. That all said, Tether's reported profits are close to those of the asset management giant BlackRock, which has more than $9 trillion in assets under management. BlackRock, for its trouble, booked operating income of just over $1.6 billion in the second quarter. That, of course, should give you a little bit of pause. I'm not saying it's not true, but it is a little bit crazy. This seems outrageous, doesn't it? BlackRock is a multinational organization with literal trillions of dollars it manages, and yet its operating income looks similar to a stablecoin issuer with fewer than 50 employees. So with this, Tether will continue to receive scrutiny for its opaque reserve management and lack of actual independent audits. As a reminder, this report is coming off an attestation, not an audit. Those are different. Audits are, quote, more trustworthy. That all said, it is not surprising that Tether is making a lot of money right now, what with high interest rates and all. And Tether really doesn't owe us anything more than the information it provides us with now. But we as consumers can still ask for more transparency, especially in the world of crypto and public blockchains. In any event, the Tether story continues to unfold, and Coindesk's Christian Sander has a story this time. In other news, FTX plans to restart crypto exchange for international customers. It's been hinted at before, and now defunct crypto exchange FTX has proposed to organize its creditors into different classes of claimants and has provided a pathway for one class of claimants to restart the FTX exchange with third-party investors, should the group agree to it. A filing posted Monday by the bankruptcy team delineates claimants into various groups. 
one group of claimants comes from FTX.com, the offshore exchange, which it calls, quote, dot-com customers. And these dot-com customers may opt to pool their assets to create what the bankruptcy team calls an offshore exchange company or a rebooted platform not available in the U.S. The filing reads, quote, rather than all cash, the debtors may determine that the offshore exchange company remit non-cash consideration to dot-com customer pool in the form of equity securities, tokens, or other interests in the offshore exchange company, or rights to invest in such equity securities, tokens, or other interests, end quote, suggesting that the debtors could forego a cash payment for a stake in the new exchange. Singapore-based Wasi lawyer, yes, that's the anthropomorphic penguin crypto Twitter legal personality reminiscent of Cormac McCarthy's The Kid, noted that the proposed restructuring plan does not include an allowance for holders of FTX's FTT token. As with the Tether story, the FTX story is also developing, and you can get the best of it at Coindesk.com. Coindesk's Sam Reynolds reports here. And that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. For those of you still with us, we'd love to hear what you think. You can email podcasts at coindesk.com with the subject line, Markets Daily. I'm George Kalutis, and this episode was produced and edited by Eleanor Paul with executive production by Jared Schwartz. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. I'll see you all tomorrow.